0: we're going we are live this is a special one we call i think we're calling bonus episodes on the let's eat i got wayne Wu from
1: vmg how you doing mark appreciate it man we're 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 speak we both live in marin county here in 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 the bay area but we're still on zoom
0: marin county i did this actually a couple episodes ago uh because i
1: had navitas on
0: shout out marin county whoop whoop
1: yes all right that's right. Love, love, love Zach from Nvitas. Uh,
0: if you don't know Wayne Wu and you don't know VMG and you're in the CPG space, uh, I would say that uh, it's near impossible. Uh, VMG, give us a little bit about yourself, but uh, give us like a thirty second snapshot of what VMG does.
1: Yeah, we have a passion to really support the whole ecosystem of emerging brands in CPG. You know, we want to partner with great entrepreneurs to help build not only iconic brands, but great business models as well. And even outside of that, we want to support the broader ecosystem, which includes the entire entrepreneurial community, the strategic buyers that that, um, acquire these type of brands and the retailers that help um, bring these brands to the broader marketplace.
0: Before we get into a few questions, which this whole episode is going to be value packed. That's what that's what my goal is. Right. What does that mean? I, you know, it, it's just like if I, we can provide some value to the 12
1: listeners, the 12 watchers of this, it's going to be impactful. Um, this bonus episode, is that like a BOGO where someone bought one and, and you get one free? no because you know you'd have to pay for that right this That's is true.
0: free 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 okay free 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 um, it's a go go we're we're going to start with a little fun though let's talk about the pants if you haven't seen Wayne's pants i got to get one i got to get a little information whose idea was it right and and more importantly do those get retired because we aren't necessarily going into trade shows or do you still wear them
1: well you know the shout outs to another Marin entrepreneur in uh, in Neil uh, Gottlieb from Three Twins Ice Cream. So for those who don't know, you know, th- you know he he rocked his Three Twins green logo gear like not only just the pants, but we're talking full suit with the with the bow tie, and that was the inspiration for the for the VMG pants. Was just seeing how he lived his brand every day. And we, we, in our, you know, in our conversation with the entrepreneurs who we partner with, we always talk about living the brand and, you know, we felt like we should do the same at BMG in terms of living the brand at BMG, but also the, you know, the brands that we've partnered with over the years. So, but you're, you're right. Those things have been on the, in the closet for months now. I just wear, I have my, um, my Mack Weldon sweatpants on right now. And that's basically the daily gear. You know, I think my wife would, would, uh, wouldn't be too keen on me wearing the VMG pants around down to our guest bedroom, but uh, maybe they'll, we'll bring them out again one day.
0: Well, we might have to check you out. I'll meet you at Amy's. One of these days. A- Amy shout out that they just opened in corner. I'll meet you down there. That's for a second story. Let's go right into for the smaller brands. Like even I won, right? We, have to navigate the finance side of the business. And I, I'm always transparent. You see you see, or hear me talk about it. It's just, it. This is an expensive business. There's no doubt that there are other ways you can build. Talk about that too. You could do brick by brick and just start regionally and maybe start with $10,000 or $20,000. But if you believe you have something and, you, and you're looking to scale, you need money. What would you say a smaller company should be doing or focusing on in order to raise capital more with ease, I, and again, nothing is easy, but what do you think some of those benchmarks are something that they should be looking for?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you kind of just work your way down the PL. Um, uh, you know, and the, it, you know, I think from a sales standpoint, having one sort of real key channel or retailer that you can really hang your hat on that's a real case study where the product has strong velocities meaning that you know people are buying product off the shelf at a rate that's either commensurate or greater than other potentially even more established brands within that respective category so it's less about you know what is the wholesale shipment path but really like what what's how's the product turning at least at one given channel whether that's direct to consumer or online at amazon or at a, at a particular brick and mortar retailer. So it's not about shotgunning to as many stores as you can, but really having depth where you can tell that case study. I like as that. You work, as you work your way down the P&L gross margins, I think that's one of the areas that entrepreneurs make some of the biggest mistakes are they create a business model that is just not sustainable where they're launching a business with negative gross margins or, very, just very low, so in the food business if if gross margins after all of the cost of making it, trade spend with retailers, warehousing, freight in and out, if that number isn't uh, above thirty percent and certainly even at the start, if it isn't above twenty, you're really just starting with just massive headwinds on ever getting there and you know, uh, the narrative we often hear is well we're going to fix that later with volume and Unfortunately, I just haven't seen that play out too many times. It's generally um, when they start sub sub you know suboptimal, it stays that way. So again, working down, get gross margins, you know, um, at minimum at 30, ideally 40% or greater. From a team build, so down in the GNA spend, you know, you just need a small but mighty team, you know. And at the beginning, it's not about building out the full team, you know, C-suite. It's about founder with a couple great uh, player coaches that, um, you know, on one end, on one end can really help them think about sales strategy and selling the product. So again, helping get to the right accounts at the right velocities. And on the other side, help the product get made at the right margins. So, you know, from ops supply chain dynamic, being able to, um, you know, get to these margins that I'm talking about. Be able to ship on time and full, because you know that's the quickest way to for an exit from a key retailer is to get authorization and then not deliver on time. Because you can't, you know, consumers can't buy something that's not on the shelf. Um, so, if you line, if a entrepreneur lines up all of those dynamics, they have a really good shot at at raising capital if they if their product is, you know, if it was truly meant to be. I like
0: those answers. And you originally asked, you're like, well, what are we gonna be giving? I, I gotta say this to, to anybody who's watching. If you rewind that piece, I mean, you, you spoke probably for like two minutes right there, right? But for those that are starting or, or even like, it, you know, sort of emerging, even like us, right? There are so many more like us than, than not, right? I often say like, you know, the big headlines, the, oh, I raised this, or we're now doing X. That's the, that's, the, that's the minority. There are far more startups that are looking like an actual startup, right? And they need that info. Those two minutes are so valuable. And I now know, Wayne, I've, I've been around since I started for the last few years, from the first contact to now. And those are real, solid points. And again, the refreshers are knowing your margins from the beginning. It's not about like, oh, I know, but when I double up my volume, they told me, the co-packer told me I'm going to get, no, don't do that. Start from the beginning. Just get the numbers in line. There might be some variables there, right, that you could work on and actually sell through the story, right? And then as far as, like, the p that's an important piece. Um, what do you think that people are missing? Do, do, let me back up, actually. Do you think that narrative is different now post-March as far as your p comment? Or is it heightened at all post-March? Or would you tell the same thing before where people really were focused on, especially
1: focused on top line? We've said the same thing since the beginning of VMG, which was, you know, about 15 years ago. Did we go through a period of time where some of, you know, business sense and logic went out the door where we had an environment that was just gross revenue focused? And, you know, that, that where... Companies and entrepreneurs would be rewarded, even when the gross margins were low. They burnt a lot of cash. They churned customers, but in the in just growing gross revenue, we had we had a few years of that, you know. And that's just not the case anymore. Um, so pr- even pre-pandemic, you know, you already saw a reset in the market to just fundamental, logical business sense, and ultimately like I mentioned at the beginning it's an ecosystem approach what we want to see from a bmg we want to see sustainability not necessarily from a bmg investment standpoint we want to see brands that entrepreneurs start some may sell to strategic buyers or others and we want to see those brands continue to thrive and be successful that's how that's how consumers are going to sustainably have better food and beverage and products to put in and on their body that it's not good for this constant churn. We need to have these business models work in the long run, no matter who owns these businesses. And that will sustainably help improve what consumers put in and on their bodies. So such, such a solid statement. You know, I I've
0: made mention or I can see it. Sometimes you can even hear it. in some of the founders voices, again, more power to them, right? Like the, 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 The man or woman who's starting something and they might have a vision of of you know one day i want to right like i i i believe like let's just put that aside like you should be thinking this is forever right it's not like sometimes they're like are you gonna is it gonna be your son's business i don't know i mean he loves what we're doing right that would be really cool but i believe like for us this will live far far greater than me right that's my passion about what the brand and how a health and wellness platform could be created. Cause that's what it is. We sell snacks right now, but the health and wellness platform can expand. And I want to see our brand. And again, many should be speaking. I'm just speaking for us. Right. All i wanna right. see it on the shelves, you know, just like all the other legacy brands, which brings me to the point, you know, there's a lot of that talk about that. Oh, you know, look at them or why are they still selling it like this? It's like, got to pay homage but you know these brands that have been around for a hundred years i'm all about respect right there's no doubt that they can better position or offer better products right there's no doubt they could you know if we put some of them on the hot seat some of their executives there's no doubt that if they were talking reality they were talking facts they would say Yes, we believe we should be putting more options, more better for you, healthier options on the on the shelf, right? But they've got a platform there, in my view, that can do that. They they have, they have the ability and the opportunity to do that. And that's why I think some of the legacy plays are good for the ecosystem. I'm all about them for the ecosystem because they can help brands or emerging founders, the ones that have this – storyline like we're talking right now they can help them and um,
1: you know so i mean that's rcpg plays a major role in in improving what consumers put in and on their bodies and you know from an ecosystem standpoint as an entrepreneur like yourself or an investor like me and bmg we have an if we really have a genuine desire to change what what consumers put in and on their bodies we have to help support big CPG on in terms of how they can improve their product offerings. We have to support retailers in how they diversify their assortment so that there are healthier yet, but also affordable options so that there's, there's healthier choices for not only the 1%, but the 99% of consumers that are walking down that aisle. That's
0: a, an, uh, an important comment. Um, and uh, I'm in full agreement there. Uh, and I, there's we could you could do an episode just on that. It's it is interesting because again I think there's a an interesting narrative about it, right? About some of these these legacy brands. And I'm all about respecting both sides because the reality is both have a valid point. Um, and and it's just important that the that this type of conversation continues, and also that there are VMG you know, type brands and even um, the execs at at those types of platforms to say what you're saying, because it's fact. I mean, it's just, it is, it is fact. Um, Let's get into direct to consumer because that's such an important play today. Do you believe that number has changed? Let's say from maybe even two years ago to today, as far as what a VMG or investors are looking for, uh, as far as how much revenue is being generated from direct to consumer,
1: for us it's just another channel. You know, uh, so to start out, we're our focus is we want to be where consumers want to buy products. And you know, sometimes I think people overcomplicate it all in terms of speaking about one channel versus another, or one's you know tech driven and one's non-tech driven. We boil it down to we we want to help make pr- these. Healthier products, more accessible to consumers, and um, direct to consumer is just one of those avenues. And we've been long believers in that. You know, as you may or may not know, you know, we've we've been long-standing investors in Daily Harvest, a a, a direct to consumer um, frozen foods nutritional business. And you know, we've seen we've seen the you know the not only the consumer adoption but the tremendous retention that the daily harvest consumer represents and the scale that you can build on a pure direct to consumer basis. We've had other brands that have a very minimal or non-existent direct to consumer side of things in their focus on retail, you know, on both, you know, we're spending time trying to, you know, be thoughtful partners to our entrepreneurs about how, how to make their products more accessible to more consumers where they want to buy them.
0: It's a great answer. Uh, the, investment world on your side what um it, let's talk about like your fund actually just for fun i mean i think people would love to hear a number what what does the fund look like I, I, I know you had maybe one or two and then it's morphed into three how, how does that work and what is a fund like yours what's the size of that fund
1: yeah so we have you know under the vmg the, the vmg um you know our overall firm we have two funds we have our growth fund that is focused on what most people have known, known us to date, which is growth-oriented, branded CPG. So branded food and beverage, personal care and beauty, pet food, pet treats, and the wellness supplement space. And what we're doing there is partnering with great entrepreneurs like yourself, Mark, to help build iconic brands and, and great business models. Um, and what that outcome looks like of what people want to do in the long run, to your point earlier, we're not really focused on that. We want to help build iconic brands and great business models. And whatever happens is that was meant to be will happen. We recently, last year, raised the VMG Catalyst Fund, which is focused on consumer technology. And where that differs is we may, you know, I think the initial um, perception in the market was that was our quote-unquote VMG's D to C fund. And that's, that's again, D to C is just a channel. Will there be some direct to consumer related brand investments out of our catalyst fund? Yeah, mate. Yeah. We have, we have, we have, you know, uh, we have one today there, but we're also very focused on, you know, the tech stack that helps power consumer brands, um, as well as, uh, marketplaces. So, you know, one of our investments over there is a, a business called we, which is the, um, the largest authentic Asian grocery delivery business in the U S very different than, than our consumer, you know, our consumer branded CPG businesses on the growth fund side. But what we saw is a convergence between consumer technology and branded consumer. And as we think about building our overall VMG franchise, it's really, we believe that um, we have a differentiated view in helping um, a reason to be on the vmg catalyst side on how our our brand experience can be very supportive to many of those entrepreneurs on a b2b basis where our the type of brands we invest in are often their client or customer base and at the same time for our vmg brands on the growth fund side to leverage some of the technology that we're learning about and investing in through our catalyst fund
0: nice um- as far as your portfolio, without speaking specifically, if you were to take a look at the founders of each of those brands, both past and, and current, what do you think the few things they have are in, are in common, right? Like what are those commonalities that you see that somebody should be listening to um, and sort of recognizing like, do I have that? Am I Should I be doing this? Is this what I'm, am I prepared to, to really
1: get into this? Yeah, I think there's a couple things. One, there's, there's grit, you know, um, the, the, the entrepreneurs that have, you know, being an entrepreneur, as you know, it's, you have a lot of headwinds from the very beginning as any entrepreneur, you know, in whatever category that they're, they're playing in, there, there needs to be grit, perseverance, and tenacity. And I think that resonates across pretty much every investment we've ever made. The ones that really have that next level are they're paired with also a lot of self-awareness of what their strengths and and areas of opportunity are as, as a leader and where those are um, how, and how do they build around them on the areas of opportunity where those folks that they the player coaches that they bring on board are better in those areas than they are as, as, as an entrepreneur and those entrepreneurs that, and also evolving over time of what was appropriate at a certain stage of their business in terms of their management style and team may not be appropriate for different future legs of the journey for them. And for that self-awareness to continue to evaluate themselves as well as their team on, is that or what they're is what they're doing appropriate for the next phase of growth for the business? Whew. Money, no pun intended. Uh,
0: I, I you know, as you're talking, right? It's it's easy for me to take it in and I can be like an affirmation because I talk about a lot about my failures. You know, I've been doing this now for like 17, I think it's 17 years, right? I'm getting really old. Um, we all like it's just getting brutally. You know, I, I love that word, the headwinds. That's such a good one, dude. Um, just getting brutally, you know, beaten up, right? Like, just it's it's not easy. And I would say I've had, you know, a couple couple wins and then many losses. And through the losses, I've gotten to where I'm at. It took um, the time. It took me having that reflection. Like, wait, what was that all about? And and also maturity, right? there's a lot of young, I just interviewed somebody. She's a, she's young and she's going to be, you'll see when you, you'll see what it is when you post it later, you'll be like, Oh, I know her. Um, Some of them have it early. Right. I I'm honest. Uh, It took me time like to mature and like really just get into myself and go, dude, you suck at that, man. Like you, you just, you stop, stop forcing it. And, and you know, it's through the failures that kind of, get you to that point to look at yourself and go all right you need to make these moves you need to adjust if you want to be successful right and even then you're still going to get like you said that the the headwinds but at least at least you're going to minimize some of them right you're going to you're going to be able to get over an obstacle that you might have created yourself before right um and so that's just really great really great commentary there um Let's close it out with something like the next couple years. Do you agree that what we're dealing with right now, let's start there. So that what we're dealing with right now, it's post pandemic. And, you know, I know your kids are probably at your house right now. My, you know, my son's back there. It's a, it's a, do you think that this is like 18, 24 months that we're looking at before we get to what will be sort of the new
1: normal? Oh gosh. You know, I don't know. I mean, you you know, your your guess is as good as mine. You know, I I'm very much about taking this day by day and and treating every day as an absolute blessing and not trying to forecast in my own life or the companies who were a part of part a part of what the world's gonna look like a month, three months, six months, a year, two years from now. I think if anything we've learned during 2020 is you just never know what the next day holds. So don't take, don't take today for granted and just focus on making that the best darn day possible. And, you know, and, and just knowing that you don't know what next day is just, just set yourself as best as best as well, as well as possible where you're ready to tackle that next day, no matter what the world throws at you. Well,
0: there's no better way to end this than that. And I'll tell you why. Because that resonates with me and it resonates with many who love positivity. Today, that's all you can be worried about. I woke up, got the little, you got a little workout in, my kids are healthy. I mean, that's an A plus right there. I'm with you, Wayne, and I respect that comment. Um, this was fun. I like the short, punchy value add.
1: I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on your show. You be good. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Be well, brother.